about how you would act when a nigga got money Now you done switched up on me Now you won't say what's up to me Okay, so now you won't make love to me Girl, if you don't get the fuck from me I know you thought we had something special But you don't mean nothing to me Girl, I'm sorry you not the one for me Just be honest, girl, what you want from me This ain't nothing new, keep it so one, honey can't let none of these niggas get one up on me I go back, I tell you, you better run from me Give hope to my niggas, them niggas love money Adios to them bitches, can't get a hug from me I'm high on life And we back Show you been missing We talk, you listen Powered by the amazing Roadcaster Pro You don't have a Roadcaster Pro But you into the audio interface game Make sure you go and get that product today Change the way that you create the audio content That you want the world to hear It'll sound better. It'll come across better. It'll just flat out be better. Get a Rodecaster Pro. I'm here. It's just me, solo. Uh, but got a good interview online. Got Dominique. Uh, me and her go back. She has a self-help journal uh, that is, uh, I think, very helpful for people going through relationship issues and trying to get over that closure period. In your relationships And me and her are gonna talk About 30 minutes And We're gonna figure out Who this book is for And who it isn't And the pros that uh, Accompany this book And maybe this is something That can help you out there as a listener In your life So She's gonna come on Inform us Let us know uh, The skinny On this uh, On the journal And Why we should go pick this up So Sit tight You're in for a treat When you come back It'll be me Dominique And Talking self help Don't go anywhere We talk you listen then come come with you And we like Bitches with they own shit We don't like gold diggers Girl if you don't get the fuck from me I know you thought we had something special But you don't mean nothing to me Girl I'm sorry you not the one for me Alright we back Show you been missing We talk you listen Powered by the amazing Roadcaster Pro I'm here with Dominique now uh, Author of the self-help journal uh, I miss you but fuck you. <laughs> well, love the title, first of all. Love the title. Absolutely love it. Um, uh, go ahead and tell people where they can find you, Dominique. And first of all, let me say this. Appreciate you doing this. Uh, 100% appreciate you doing this. Tell people, yes. where, they, well, tell people where they can find you. Uh, also, how they can find the journal. And then we're just going to get into the ins and outs of, uh, of everything. All right, cool. Great. Yes, appreciate you having me. Um, I, am, I can be found on... Social media, Dominique Dool on Facebook, um, on Instagram, I am Neek Panuha. <laughs> and I, the book is found on Amazon or either my website, www.imissyoubutt.com. Okay, love it, love it. So, mm-hmm. let's dive into it. Now, this is going to sound like a uh, maybe an obvious kind of question, but maybe maybe the obvious, sometimes I found it with questions, maybe the obvious isn't always the answer, so I'm going to just start light. What inspired mm-hmm. the book? And I'm guessing maybe a breakup, but I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, But just take me through the inspiration and then the point where you actually wanted to bring it to life from an idea. 
So definitely breakups, but not just one in particular. Um, it's more so a combination of relationships and situationships and how, you know, I felt like it's important to address the self-healing and self-love after you kind of end things with people and people don't understand, I guess, the trauma that can come from it. Um, and I just decided to write because one day I was writing my thoughts anyway on the journal because um, writing is very therapeutic for me. And it kind of, you know, I was just writing in like a blank notebook. It mm-hmm. kind of was was like creating the journal as I was writing. And I just got this bright idea in Starbucks one day and was like, fuck it, I'm just going to write a journal. And I did in like eight hours. Oh, cool, 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 sweet. Yeah. Um, then let me ask you this: Was it, uh, I guess, also seeing maybe what maybe some of your peers had been through or people in your life um, that also? Because that's what I gathered when I saw it. I was like, okay, this can like really mm-hmm. help people. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, yeah. It's not just uh, and and then I love too that it's interactive to where it's person specific because a lot of times yeah. you'll get some literature and it's just like generalizations. Like, okay, well. You know, if you are having relationship trouble, try these. Um, right. But I think the beauty in it and what it's providing is people really get to, A, learn about themselves, and then, B, um, just really explore what might have went wrong, both from their side and then from the other side. So Exactly. Well, it spins me to want to ask you this, though. What mm-hmm. is uh, what is the um, – but basically that, that just moves me to closure, right? So this, and this is just your personal opinion on closure, but do you think – at the end of a relationship that a person is a person is entitled closure or is it more like a courtesy like a two-week notice from from leaving a job because I-, I think it definitely helps some people when they get closure but i also think it can it can hinder some things um i personally believe that we all have the power to end it ourselves so the closure is is within ourselves you necessarily getting that you know, confirmation from that other party is sometimes not always the best thing to do. And as long as you're forgiving that person, you know, and forgiving yourself for what happened, I mean, you just can can end it yourself. I mean, let it go, move on. And you don't always need somebody to physically or, you know, verbally call you or talk to you about, hey, let's, you know, end this the correct way or, you know, end this on good terms. Sometimes it just doesn't work like that. Okay. So, mm-hmm. okay. yeah. Well, I was going to ask you this: the uh, mm-hmm. the importance because this is uh, with the journal. Would you say that is it post breakup, maybe, or when you've maybe mentally checked out? And do you think it could also help ease that breakup period? Because I think a lot of relationships are over a long time before they're actually over. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think I'm I'm just curious, do you think that even before you've uh just totally removed each other from each other's lives, that maybe the journal could actually ease that um you know, prior to actually uh once you're into the space of like, okay, I'm just no longer with this person. So I think the journal touches on a little bit of everything with that. So like even in the beginning I had some writing prompts that start with, you know, it's okay not to be okay. And I think that's probably like an initial like, oh, fuck, this is over <laughs> type of feeling. And, you know, all of the emotions that come with an initial breakup when it's first happening. 
And then as you ease your way through the journal, it kind of picks up on things like, listen, you knew this wasn't what it was before. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what what are the things that you recognize within yourself? What are the red flags that you saw? So it kind of takes you back to say, okay, what did I really notice? And I know that I didn't deserve this. I know that I didn't, you know, I, I, I deserve better for myself and a person. So it kind of picks up with, because a lot of people don't realize, you're hurt and heartbreak is hard and it's like a grief and you're grieving. So go ahead and grieve. Just don't sit in it. And then now that we're in, you know, going through the journal some more, we're picking up on, okay, well, what are you doing now? Are you progressing day by day or are you just really just still sitting in the mess that had occurred? So I think it can be post as well. I definitely think it could be something that happened years ago and you're, you know, picking up the journal. Like maybe I don't need to take, some of the habits that I had in that relationship into my next relationship. That's so cool. that's strong point because what it did just now is open up uh, this thought in my mind that mm-hmm. it, it's giving people um, a, a way they can kind of gauge their progress. Because if you don't really, yeah. really think about like, okay, am I really transitioning through this? Or like to your point, am I just sulking in really what happened? You can sit there mm-hmm. for years. You can sit there for you know, just a long period of time and, and into like even yep. what I was asking earlier, maybe hoping one day closure will happen versus getting up and really just closing the book yourself in a sense. Exactly. Um, that's powerful though. Yep. You've created something that, that really can take people on the journey of separation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. yes. And that was the whole goal. And, you know, I still think now like there's so much more I could have added. So everybody's thinking I'm going to do a value too. And I might, but, I think there's still more to touch on it. Um, it was just something that, you know, came to my mind and I wanted to get out there sooner or later. Cause it was my own situations. And like you said, my friends and family members, you know, going through some of the similar things and just seeing um, in any generation, I can't even say ours, like just a lot of people go through the same issues and, the, the healing part is what I never see people touch on or it's like we're ashamed to talk about how we really feel and you know and it's like you gotta love yourself mm-hmm. I don't care what you're going through like you really do have to love yourself because I personally feel like when you love yourself it reciprocates to everything uh, people places everything like will feel it so the energy has to come within you no matter what you know you've been through and that's very strong because I, I was able to, while you were saying that, connect that to my life. Like, my parents mm-hmm. have been separated pretty much since, eh, they've been separated, never divorced, right? But the um, their relationship and their dynamic, they were uh, pretty rocky when I was younger, right? And then mm-hmm. they reached this period where they just hit the plateau. So I say all this to say it comes full circle to what you're saying because I never... I kind of knew this happened, but I never could put it into words until now talking with you that I I can kind of remember the period when my mom legitimately uh, moved on. But I, mm-hmm. I but I also think she wallowed in a lot of things because there wasn't like a lighthouse uh, like this or something that really could she could gauge how much past she was um, the things that that had already like transpired. So so I say right. that to say like me just looking at it firsthand, watching a relationship and seeing like, you know, it does take time. It really does take time to move on and, and really gear your life towards something else is really strong. Um, but I agree mm-hmm. firmly with you that 
uh, there is a period where it gets over. Um, and I think yeah. this is a beautiful piece of work where if it can help people get over it without uh, wasting time, uh, that that's something, right. that's something amazing. Now, you spoke on something earlier. I was going to leave it alone to the end. But since you brought it up, <laughs> I got it in my show notes. Uh, a volume two. Is there is this only for women? That's basically what I'm asking you. Uh, that's just so, cut to the chase. Unfortunately, I catered it. Not unfortunately, I cater it to women because in the journal I do say like cis and stuff like that. Um, at the time of I'm writing it, I was thinking in a feminine way. So mm. I think I don't, you know, put put it past that men don't get hurt and you know feel like. They need the same type of healing from breakups. I just thought it related to women more at the time, the way I was um, writing it. So mm-hmm. I definitely had guys like, hey, well, what about us? You know what I mean? So um, I will talk about the event I'm going to have later, but it's definitely going to be a panel of male and females because I want to get their whole um, perspective on the issue and, you know, to hear the differences and hear the different opinions about how men kind of handle you know, the breakups and the healing part, because a lot of times we always hear from the females. And of course, you know, we're more emotional when it comes to those things. So we're more, um, you know, a little bit more verbal when we go through these things. So I definitely am interested to hear males express themselves. And um, I think that's going to be something that's going to be make the, the, the topic even more interesting. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree that a, a balanced conversation is always uh yeah, the, yeah, the best conversation. Which honestly mm-hmm. is, is a lot of times why I don't talk politics with anybody. You know, because people, <laughs> people can't handle things people can't necessarily listen to other point of views and then find right. yeah, and then find a way to say, you know what, I mean, maybe you're kinda right and maybe I'm kinda right too. So mm-hmm. no, that's love. Um uh let's let's touch on marriage a little bit. Because I think it all okay. leads into the same thing. I think to be a good partner, um, you have to, I guess, know about yourself before. Right. What's your take on marriage just in this time? Because it's, it's, it's but different. Like, it, it's so different from 1970s getting married to where the average age was, I think, women at 18, men at, like, 22, 23, to where now, mm-hmm. like, literally the average marriage age is 30 for, for both parties. Um, yeah. Just what's your take on the state of of marriage in just current times? Um, I absolutely think that we need to be able to marry when we are really sure and really, you know, feel like we are ready to invest that time and commitment to this person. And you know, you you love them, but you you care more than just love. It's like a a partnership, a friendship. Um, I think back in the days, like our grandparents' days and stuff, like people got married because they had children or, you know, their parents were pressuring them to do do the right thing in their eyes at that time. And a lot of times you see people who had marriages back then where you thought, oh, they're married and, you know, the, the husband's taking care of the household and the lady had 10 kids and she's unhappy. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, what can she do? They have all these kids. Where can she go? He's the breadwinner. You know, she's the, the home, the home, the high housewife. Mm-hmm. But it's like that right there. Was it really happiness? Was it really a marriage that we want to look look forward to? And a lot of times they were depressed like this. Yeah. Um, and I know that firsthand from my own great grandmother and grandmother. Like those things weren't ideal. And then now I feel like, you know, of course, it's a whole different time. But I feel like a lot of times, you know, we're still having to 
take marriage seriously and we don't take it as serious as we like. I mean, I know so many people who get married and they get divorced before five years. So it's like, what are we really marrying for? Like, is it for show? Like, <laughs> are we putting on just an, an event for marriage, you know, a wedding? Um, what is it? And why can't we last and be dedicated to each other? Is this somebody that we really care about? And I think that our generation has to take things just a little more serious when we find a partner. And, you know, especially, you know, you hear about so many situations just like myself. I've never been married, but you get in these relationships and you think it's going one way and, you know, everybody is just so open to like social media now and being um, exposed to so much. Like everything is at your fingertips now and it kind of makes things, you know, a little bit more hectic when, you're trying to be involved with somebody and you got somebody on your other end trying to get you out of it. So it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, I, I definitely still want to be married, of course, but I think, I think it's going to be a process that, you know, even for myself, will I know when I'm ready? Not sure yet. Right. And that's, that's strong. I, my personal view on it, it is a lot of, a lot more bells and whistles to it now. And then that was a strong mm -hmm. point where you pointed out, that you, you, I think now more than ever, you need to know why. Because uh, to your point, yeah. in the in the past, it was kind of clear cut. It's like, look, right. at, at the end <laughs> of the day, we're trying to survive here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So let's start this family and let's do it though, even though still for the right reasons. And and I'm mm -hmm. a firm believer too. Uh, I think, and this sounds a little weird, and I don't even know if I can back this up, but it's, it's just one of those heart, it's one of them heart statements, right? But I, I do think sometimes love is not always fully present in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But but I think love is something you work towards and you can mm -hmm. build. I, I don't think love always has to necessarily be the foundation that things are are built upon. But I do think the ingredients have to be there. Same thing, like right. we, we can't bake a cake if we don't have cake ingredients. But mm -hmm. yeah, if we got the tools to make, um, I think sometimes we do get caught up in that TV show fairy tale. Uh, mm -hmm. happily ever after thing that we get fed as kids because that was one of the biggest shell shocks to me growing up I was like man life's nothing like the shit I watched as a kid you know what I mean like everyone wins right. everyone succeeds everyone's great everyone just falls yeah. in love and, and, and it's happily ever after it's nothing like that it's, nothing <laughs> so uh, and I thought that was strong so now I'm going to take it personal though right not personal life but personal through the endeavor of the journal your, mm -hmm. your toughest moment the the moment where you kind of hit the wall because that's the thing about being a creator and a creative a lot of people don't understand the tortured existence right like to create right. things for others feel like others can utilize them and then also have that self-satisfaction of the art that you've created man that mm -hmm. man it's deep people just think that you you know you may have told people early like i'm gonna start a journal and people are like oh yeah just, you know fucking do the journal you know Right, right, right. Yeah, piece of fucking cake, but but it's so right. different. It, it's so more in depth. So take me through the process of actually uh, creating, and then maybe if you did hit a wall where it was like, you know what, I don't know if I want to fucking do this. But what made you push through? So, like I said, I really literally wrote the journal, and you know, I was going through my own emotions one night and writing out in my notebook. And I literally went to Starbucks the next day and just sat there and was like, I want to sit here today and still continue to write because writing has always been therapeutic for me mm. since I was a kid. And as I was writing, my creative mind started to say, oh, maybe I should make this a journal, like no. a writing 
well, let me let me let me dive in and deeper with you. Uh, what was it that you knew this was the journal? Well, you didn't ball that one up and say, you know what, I got the idea of what I want to do. When were you saying, you know what, okay, this is the right uh, order to go in things? And what was? Because I imagine that had to be frustrating at some points, just like the to where you finally got it to it. You know what, I'm printing. I'm printing fucking 10,000 of these, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's a big yeah. step. Yeah. So what, uh, I, I, I think it was more so like, I felt like I needed it. Mm. The healing mm. part. And I was like, Dominique, if this is helping you heal, do you think this can help somebody else heal? Okay. And that's when I was like, yeah, let's do it. And, and that's when I kind of reflected more. Cause initially I don't even know if I was so big on the self love part. I think I was initially not man bashing, but on the part of like, you know what, fuck him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's how the, you know, the, the title came yeah. and, what, you what, know, it was like, I'm done. I don't care about anything or him or anything. Yeah. Or so, but then it was like, but is that making you or helping you heal? And, as I started to get more into it, I'm like, that's not, I need to do some type of self-love. I need to look at myself. And it definitely was giving me that healing that I needed. Mm-hmm. So that's when I that it clicked for me to say, if this is helping you, it can help someone else. Okay. And that and that and that's strong. And it, and there's nothing wrong. Let me tell you this in life. There's nothing wrong with bulletin board material. There really isn't. Mm-hmm. It's it's two sentences somebody told me before, and I literally, I literally just every time I embark on on the things that I want to create. Like that's what drives me. Like that. That's yeah. that's that's it. That's the fuel. That that's the gas. We're we're still running on three quarter tank. Like we're mm-hmm. st- we're still primed up. So yeah, embrace that. Um, because that's the other thing. Uh, even in life, you find inspiration. Uh, through things you would never imagine. Um, yeah. So that that part is 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 uh yeah embrace that. Definitely embrace yeah. that. Is let me see what. Oh, definitely. Do you think, uh, do you think that, Jesus Christ. No, I wanted to ask you one thing, but I'm, I'm actually going to segue that one. Uh, okay. Yeah, because I think the way we flowed, I'm, I'm just going to seg out of that. Let's see, long term, uh, long term, is this something that can always be, I guess, gone back to, you feel like, or is it once you've received that closure? You're just uh, not healed. Healed is the wrong word. I'm using totally wrong word. But you are at a place where it's no longer needed, I guess. Or do you think people probably have the enlightenment that, you know what, if I can write out my thoughts and write out my feelings and literally roadmap my life, I'm in a better situation? I think um, I think you can use some of it because I do have, like, uh, portions in there where I ask people to write um, love affirmations and I feel like that's an everyday all day thing that you can always self reflect on and you know I wake up in the morning and say affirmations um, I think that even the portion about me asking you write a letter to yourself you can always write letters to yourself you can always you know reflect back like you said write anything in your journal um, so a lot of it yes I do think you can take it and always use it I mean even people who are in marriages. I had my aunt, you know, look at the journal and she was like, yeah, I'm married, but there's some things that I can see in here where I can reflect on now as a married woman. And, you know, I think it will always be something that can help you. Some of it is breakup, you know, straight up all about the breakup, but some of it is definitely about that self-love portion that you can just reflect on and say, okay, 
I need to I need to work on this. Okay. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Let me see. Yeah, I think self love is actually important. Uh, I, and mm-hmm. the younger I was, I didn't realize how important that was because all I wanted was love. So that part, right. yeah, that's all I was chasing. I was just like, you know, I, I just want somebody to love me, and you know, somebody, yeah. gonna, somebody gonna love me for me because mm-hmm. I'm amazing. <laughs> so, exactly. uh, <laughs> I do think that's very important. Um, I, I don't think that's even harped on enough by a lot of people. Just, just legitimately yeah. having your shit and your ducks in a row. Before you're literally mm-hmm. a asking someone to love you, but then b kind of figuring out why maybe love didn't work in your life before. I, I think yeah. I think we find an answer sometimes within ourselves, but also mm-hmm. um, let's talk about well, let's talk about I guess the uh, the healing process really. Just just and and I know it's kind of it's a lot of times just vague. Like and I believe this. I believe time heals all wounds. I think time is the true uh, healer to things, but. I mean, the healing process as a whole, what outside of maybe loving yourself, what, I guess, advice do you have for people that do want to part ways with someone else and, and maybe let them know of their, because again, back to that two week notice thing, uh, mm-hmm. I think closure is a courtesy, but however, mm-hmm. I, I, I do think if someone is seeking it, maybe you kind of owe it to them. So just take me into mm-hmm. your thoughts of like what it is, is I guess you as a person, whether you're hurt or not, what you may owe to another person or, or, or it's, it's such a loaded question. Basically what I'm narrowing it to is how responsible are you for someone hurting you? If that makes sense. Cause they'll have their own reasons. Like they'll have their own justifications behind it. Like, well, I hurt you because of this. How much of that do you have mm-hmm. to listen to and take with you? And like, okay, I do need to maybe change that. And how much of that do you have to block out and say that still doesn't, in, you know, that still doesn't excuse, excuse you being a dick. Right. And I think you have to learn because a lot of times you'll hear somebody say, well, it's not you, it's me, right? That's like the, that's the <laughs> infamous <laughs> that's line the that you always get, right? And I've, it's like, I've dropped that several what times. the fuck do I do with that? Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and literally that's how it makes you feel. Like, well, what do you want me to do with that? Like, do I just take it and, you know, or you get the I'm sorry, and it's like, are you sorry? And it can't be sorry after you did all of this stuff. So I think, like I said earlier, it is a form of grief. And with grief, even when somebody's dying or somebody has died, like there's still times where you think you're doing better, right? You think you're you're getting over the initial shock of someone dying. And then it could be five years later and you wake up crying. Like, why the fuck am I crying? Mm-hmm. Because it's grief. I don't think there's a time limit on grieving. What I do think it is, is that is a way of thinking you, you're going to progress. You want to progress, right? You don't want to sit mm-hmm. in it. You don't want to stay in it. You always want to feel like you're progressing, but you always want to be okay with, okay, if today I'm going to be sad, it's okay. But you don't want to go crazy and, you know, right. not ever get better. And it's a lot of things that the closure could help you get. But there's a lot of times, even with closure, that you still are going to grieve about it. It's, it's, it's just your emotions. And hearing those things like, oh, it's not you, it's me. And it's like, 
you can't really take on people's character because a lot of times this stuff deals with people's character, the way they treat you, what they have done. You know, they have their own issues. They're hurt about their own things. They've been hurt. You know, they went through things in their past. And a lot of times it is just them. Mm. But it's a lot to swallow at the same time. Mm. So I think you just have to, you know, learn how to to get through those moments. And as long as you're loving yourself, it, it helps. Like, I, I know it's not a complete healing, but it's like, I am great. I am, you know, amazing. I I'm, I also touched on saying, you know, well, what did you do wrong in this relationship? Because we we all have to take accountability for mm. whatever happened. And it may not be something like, oh, I cheated or something like that, too. But it could be as little as, yeah, I just wasn't paying enough attention. Like, I just, right. you know, thought that he was just. <laughs> the perfect guy and he gave me all the red flags and I chose to ignore that shit and it's like that that those are the things that I think help you get through the healing process that answer really encapsulized the uh the title it really mm-hmm. was was a great uh dive into granted yes I can still love a person I can still look back 10 years from now and be like you know what at that time I was in love but at the same right. time I have to worry about me and I have to stop yeah. I have to stop with this blind thought of like, okay, loving them and the love we had and all the times and all the good stuff right. that I used to block out the reasons I should have been gone. Uh, mm-hmm. All those reasons exactly. I used to, to stick around and stay. That was a very good way of putting that because that was literally the light bulb that went on in my head. I was like, okay, that's legit to the root of what the title encapsulates. Like, yes, I loved you, but at the same time, mm-hmm. it's time for me to love me. Uh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and i said if i could do a subtitle it would be like i miss you but i love you i love me more okay. and that that's probably the biggest thing that i could take from that is like yeah it's fuck you of course but i love me more and i think that's more important than even me saying fuck you well, and then it has to it, it kind of has to be that way because it's it's yeah it's, it's it can't be two heroes in a movie it can't be a hero and, and it's not mm-hmm. villain strong word but it has to be two sides where two roles are being played if someone yeah. is, you know what I mean, taking that step to where like, okay, we're not, then it, then it has to be, okay, you're no longer willing to work this out. Great times, but hey, it's got to be fuck you. You know what I mean? Yep. It, it, can't, yeah. it can't be I'm blaming me and wondering what I can do to get you back. It's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I got to push forward. So that's super yeah. strong. Um, Anything you want to plug, definitely plug the event. And then uh, if you want to plug okay. where people can find you again, uh, this was fun. And definitely want to do a post event, and then anything you do, volume two, moving down, I definitely want to have you back on. Oh yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Um, but yeah, so I'm having a uh, first of all, it's going to be a panel. Uh, well, first it's going to be a vendor event from two to four. It's going to be February twentieth um, at a lounge called Famous Lounge in Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Um, it will start with the vendor event, then I'll do the book signing or journal signing. And then we're going to have a male-female panel discussion, a very healthy conversation um, featuring a couple of females, a couple of males. And I'm trying to work on my um, cousin, who is actually a psychologist, so she can touch on the healing and self-love portion of it um, a little deeper in a therapist view for us. And um, it should be fun. We'll have some giveaways. Um, it's at a restaurant lounge, so the drinks and food, all of those things, and really just trying to make it um, fun and, you know, hope everyone can get something from it healthy-wise um, for our own mental health and mental stability. So 
hope you guys can make it. Um, also, find my book again on www.imissyoubut.com. Um, I have some more merchandise or things coming out. And I definitely am going to be writing another piece. I don't know if it's going to be a volume two as close to this, but I think it's going to be a little bit more in depth and a little different. So y'all look out for that. Sweet. Uh, love it. Absolutely love it. Um, this was fun. And yes. I will be in touch. And again, uh, definitely pick up the book. Definitely 100% pick up the book. Uh, and I appreciate having you on. And we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you. No okay. All right. I catch your bitch and I hit with the trophy. White diamonds like a dove of lotion. Pussy, a nigga try fuck with the kid, but they can't fuck up nothing. I got all my motion. I promise I come for the smoking. Young double with me and no guns are smoking. I fuck on that bitch, get in motion. Your 20 cents carry my shit out the ocean. I caught me a quarter, young skeleton, yeah. Scully, Yoshi. Back. So you've been missing. We talk. You listen. Powered by the amazing Rodecast Pro. If you don't have a Rodecast Pro, make sure you go and get that product today. Change the way that you create the audio content that you want the world to hear. Sound better. Come across better. Flat out be better. Get a Rodecast Pro today. Here with Stacks. From, What's up? From Stacks Lowry Podcast. Appreciate having them. Uh, it is the weekend of conference championships. Check out Bet on Me if you want any of the insight of that. Uh, what went good on? Stuff. Yeah, and we on there. That's gonna be some good stuff, man. Man, that's gonna be some scintillating stuff. Uh, we got into a lot of topics today, so that was fun. Uh, a lot of new stuff coming across there. That's been a fun venture. Uh, had Dominique on earlier. Uh, if you didn't hear that interview, go ahead and rewind back. Uh, she was really, really good. She uh, has the self help journal. Um, I love you. Oh, you, but fuck you did me. the interview already? Yeah. Oh, I gotta hear that. I yeah, didn't hear that. Nail that. Oh, I'm on the I'm on the aftermath without even getting to hear the damn interview. That's uh, look. And, uh, I mean, I guess I'll hear it when this drops. The the timing with the the balancing of the kids and and and, and the convenience because that's I see why niggas do radio in the morning now because <laughs> it's oh, yeah. yeah it's like like once you get nightlife and all that so I appreciate her too just like making time at night uh, to go ahead and knock that out but um it's good stuff. Rewind back uh, if you didn't hear it And uh, right now we're just going to get settled uh, I wanted to talk about <sighs> Alright so Accountability That's just what I really what I want to do And, and, and it's going to be condensed But I just want to dive into accountability right now Because this I, I found myself in this scenario I had uh, bumped into an old classmate And uh, This person <sighs> Inquired about an opposition uh, a, uh, Opportunity Uh of getting employed right so long story short i go out on a limb and i uh go ahead and secure this person that interview and all the things uh leading up to with that. your company or with another company with my company too. Okay. so i'm so now i'm i'm the you're face. involved yeah. oh man yeah and i gotta answer questions for people look at jimmy g running it um so anyway uh long story short person no call no shows for the interview nothing <sighs> like that Wow so This is the part where this is even uh, noteworthy Or even a uh, reason I'm bringing it up Is because the spin of accountability here, right? The person in there hits me like kind of nothing's necessarily happened or wrong I call them immediately just on the bullshit that they've pretty Not even pretty much done The bullshit that they've done mm-hmm. And their initial response says that As a manager, I'm not uh, Didn't even do my job Says I didn't call or remind said person. 
of the interview that they had an interview. Wow. So it brought me just to accountability. Wow. Um, Motherfucker, I got you an interview. Oh man, it, it. What kind of shit is that? It was one of those things where I had a choice, right? I could have went back and forth with this person. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You're already so out of bounds. I took the road of I. Your I money is my responsibility. Uh-huh. <laughs> your your well, pockets are my responsibility. I need to remember that you need money in your pockets. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking kidding me? So many levels. I mean, so many levels. It just grinded my gears. But once I gathered myself and realized it's gonna be a good game. Once I gathered myself and realized um, that they were just, like you said, so out of bounds, I was like, I, you know, I'm, I'm not wasting my fucking time. Like, I'm, I'm not even entertaining this shit. I'm never going to respond to this person again. I'm never going to say anything to this person again. Because it was shot in the dark anyway. I'll take the culpability in this realm. Right. I was fucking around a little bit, though. <laughs> I was fucking around on the ground one day, and yeah. I was like, hey, let me see. Was, yeah, I pulled up a little bit. But that was it. Um, That's the only thing I really felt. Uh, out of bounds wise with me because I was blurring the lines anyway doing that. But outside of that, like it's just the the, the things people do and say just to, to avoid saying, "Yeah, I fucked up." Like that part. Oh yeah, people go to extraordinary lengths to not have to do that. Look at Russell Westbrook. I mean, it was yeah. No matter that, that nigga refuses to just sit in the press conference and be like, "Yo, I mean, I need to play better." Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that just it's you know some people just can't acknowledge there's a problem. It's hard to admit, just be like, yo, like I'm I'm not hitting what I'd like. I'm not I'm not cooking the way I'd like to be cooking. He's you know he's a prime fucking example. Uh, I don't know if you saw the the, the video clip when he asked Brian was reading the stats or the analytics on the paper, and he's like, what's that, Brian? And Brian just ignored him. <laughs> I don't know if yeah, saw yeah, that, I think so. Uh, that shit's funny as shit, man. I said, what's that, man? This nigga Brian ain't even look his way. Uh, but yeah, There's man. a print out of how you fucking up. No, man. Uh, accountability, man. I'm, I'm telling you. That, that shit grinds my gears when humans just, just feel like if they say, you know what? I fucked up. They're just literally going to disintegrate. Yeah. They're just going to fucking kill them. I mean, Jesus Christ. But uh, yeah, we missed y'all. Uh, I'm going to get into a little EP. I'm going to spend to an entertainment page. Get out of here. Uh, we don't do sports on here anymore. Generally. I'll say the Stacks Lowry podcast has me uh, totally trumped once I took the sports out of We Talk. You listen. Um, you made that. a whole other episode. I'll say show, that firmly. So, first story I want to get to in Orlando, there is a high school teen who uh, beat up her mother in front of the school. Jesus Christ. Mother showed up in an Uber uh, and got her ass whooped. Man. Uh, I don't know what the scenario prior. <laughs> the uh, mother showed up in an Uber and got her ass whipped. I don't know what happened prior, but mom shows up. This video of it um, is having an altercation while in the back seat of the Uber. The girl is standing outside. Door is open, and um, girl proceeds to yank her mom out the car, beat her up in the front of the school where the buses also pick up. Yank the other her mom out the car and beat her. And up. an administrator or teacher. Uh, then comes and tries to verbally uh, just break them, break them up. Let's them know that they're acting for a fool. <laughs> there must be a better way. There's got to be a better way. <laughs> and uh, I just, just I don't know. I don't know if that's a generational thing. That's what the internet always tries to spin it now. Like oh, this new generation and all that. I, I'm pretty sure it's been crazy daughters all throughout history. Um, could be a first. I don't know. Could or could not be a first where a woman's getting beat up in front of uh, in front of a fucking school. Uh, there's another story. Uh, guy gets on Spirit Airlines, nonetheless, 
Now this one I saw. He's got Spirit. the uh, he's got a Let's Go Brandon shirt on, uh, but then he's also well hoodie, but then he's also wearing the uh, Let's Go Brandon face mask. But the Let's Go Brandon face mask has the uh, the neon lighting or whatever, so where the lights are kind of flashing across it. Um, I forget what that thing's called, but it's going across the mask. It's, it's like it, it's it's illuminated by light. Put it that way. Um, so the stewardess on the plane. Let's him know Well the flight attendant uh, That word's outdated The flight attendant the Let's flight him know attendant. Uh, That he is not allowed To wear that mask And he needs to cover That mask up I'm a proponent Of free speech I could care less What the mask said As long as it wasn't Overly offensive uh, I just That rubbed me The wrong way And that grinded my gears now, That doesn't mean I support Let's go Brandon Or not but mm. what I do support is being able to say whatever the fuck you want to say And you mind your business if you don't like it That's kind of what I do support uh, Especially if I'm not even bothering you Like, it, I mean, don't read it Don't stare at my face, don't read it That grinded my gears a little bit uh, So I want to bring that up uh, What else we got, man? Who else we got on here? Let me see who else is needing up Oh, there's this story of uh, the man Kwame Brown is now attacking Dwayne Wade for uh, Kwame Kwame is attacking Dwayne Wade. Yeah, he's I never agree with this either. I don't agree with this. Uh, my first view that I thought was very far right. This is one that's very far left. Uh, I, I don't think it's Kwame's place to tell Dwayne at all how to raise his children. Whatever Dwayne wants to do with his children. Now, granted, we may not agree with the fuck Dwayne. Dwayne had that child. No one else had that child. Dwayne supports that child. Dwayne raises that child. Unless you're sending money, funding money, or helping you, I don't think you have any say. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. If my car's on the ground and I whatever, any way I got with my property, you ain't got shit to say about it. Not the kids on my property, but that's the point. I invest in them, and all you want to do is give your opinion. Now, do I agree with it? No. But what I would say is this. I don't think it's anyone else's place yeah, to say. Yeah, to be tossing your opinion around like somebody care. Me personally, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's the way I always looked at that So I thought it was a little over bravado Over uh, macho from Kwame He's been toting that line He was hot early He he should stop before it gets annoying Um, Because he's not making the same Powerful and powerful points The stopping of the bullying and the, and the ragging on him That was important I mean for what though I mean you're a grown man That too You're a grown, you're a grown man who had a shitty career And now you're just lashing out because you're just tired of everybody talking about your notoriously shitty career. <laughs> like we're li like what? Like you're come on, man. Yeah, come on. You're a D you're getting to be a diva at this point. Yeah, that's what it's turning into. You're getting to be a diva at this point, man. You know what it's all you know what it really is? It's it's almost like the cult thing. It's where you're getting the followers that pump you up. Yeah, he got a little bit of shine and his head got bigger. And I'm like, yeah. bro, you still look dumb. Your fans are super loyal. Everyone else was wrong. They should have never criticized you. He's in that realm now. Right. Because yeah. like, he's, he's surrounding himself now. <laughs> I guess he felt like surrounded, I guess, his whole career by negativity. But now he's going out his way to just be the internet Robin Hood. <laughs> I'm just standing. Just doing know. the most. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, eh, what else on the EP? Got 61-year-old woman married 24-year-old. uh 61-year-old white woman married 24-year-old black guy. Uh, I guess the reason that's relevant is because they're all over Twitter and they're starting an OnlyFans. I mean, this woman looks atrocious. I mean, I mean, good gracious, man. I mean, she looks every bit of 61 is a, is a man. She looks 85. I mean, <laughs> she looks 85. It ain't even a good, it ain't I mean, even a good man. I mean, goodness gracious, man. 
It's almost worse to know her actual age. She aged so badly. Uh, he's a youthful looking black guy, which is maybe also. She aged so black. Oh my goodness, man! I mean, she just aged terribly. Um, but that's that's news only because they're now about to get paid. Uh, I, I just always like to, especially in EPs, I always like to bring up how easy it is to get paid off buffoonery. Oh yeah, cash me outside. How about that? How about that? Girl has more money than probably most of us listening. <laughs> yeah, she got fucking paid. She and turned I, that shit into a band. But I say that to say, just getting paid off buffoonery will always have a place on this show. <laughs> Making stupid people famous. Always have a place on this show. Now, I was going to do a, a segment of Bother the Pro uh, or a rendition of it. There's the guy, in foot, the Foot Locker guy. I don't know if you know the Foot Locker guy in Canada. Nah, who's this the Foot Locker story guy? Is fucking gross. This story is fucking gross, and we'll close the EP on this guy. The Foot Locker guy. Yeah, it's it's eight now in our time. I was gonna call them, but they're closed. Uh, Canada has some weird times. Like their mall closes at seven p.m. That's weird. But anyway, um, the Foot Locker guy. He's a manager at Foot Locker, and he's recording himself. Uh, masturbating in the uh, back. In the he was back. recording himself. He was recording oh, himself. Oh lord! Didn't get caught. Didn't get caught on his own accord. He was recording himself in the back room, uh, masturbating with the uh, products and the inventory. And then he chose to take some of the inventory and then state on the camera that he often does this. Uh, proceeds to ejaculate in the inventory and then put the inventory back to be sold. And needless to say, someone uh, reported him because he was posting these things on his Snapchat. Someone reported this gentleman. Uh, actually, you know what? No, not going to do him Somebody now. report him. I'm going to name this. This guy needs to be identified because he's a fucking menace. Uh, <laughs> this dude is a motherfucking menace. Um, so let me give you his, his, his full skinny man. Uh, but yeah, this dude, it, it, it really raised in my mind. I said, people are fucking crazy, man. Like people are legitimately fucking crazy. All right, so it was in Brampton, uh, Ontario. Brampton, yeah, Brampton, Ontario. Uh, why not pick this? Oh, y'all, sorry. Uh, all right, so he's in Brampton, Ontario. Foot Locker manager. Uh, I'm trying to get his name and everything. Uh, uh, all right, well, fuck his name for now. But he's in there, yeah, and he's long story. I mean, I already told the story. He's ejaculating in shoes, man. In shoes. I mean, he's just a fucking crazy dude, man. Oh, here he is. Dar- wild, Darian wild Kid. Wild motherfuckers out there, man. Some wild motherfuckers. Yeah. Darian Kid or Kind, uh, whatever he is. Um, Darian Kind, 27-year-old of Ontario. 27. Uh, I got a little snippet. Beating off in shoes. So people are buying <laughs> shoes and then putting them on. With- yeah, he's beat. he's already beat off in them. He's beat off in the shoes you're trying to buy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, people are fucking sick, man. Oh, that's fucking funny, man. Um, Nigga is beat off in the shoes you're trying trying to buy some shoes and there's... uh, uh, Hell no, bro. That's fucking... uh, Fucking insane. Um, Where's that fucking sound, buddy? I don't even have the sound bite. Uh, just when you need it, you won't have Just it. when you need it. <laughs> Count on that. Um, well, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. 
Bet on me. Uh, check that out. Definitely check out the Stacks Lowry podcast. Uh, funny stories on it. A bunch of funny stories. Uh, yeah. And we'll be back at you. Yeah, man. All right. Please pray, oh.